0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 4, Episode 10. Today we're talking about Son of Dracula from 1972 or 4. We'll we'll, we'll talk. We'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Directed by Freddie Francis. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Newt Wallen. Welcome to The Dumpster. Yes, we got a uh, special guest, Newt Wallen, with us today. How you doing, man? Hey, how are you guys today? Not bad. Doing pretty good. <laughs> Watched a fucking acid trip of a movie. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing, and my girlfriend goes, "You've never had acid, so how would you know?" <laughs> I said, "Well, I guess she got me there." Um, acid, acid, and like mushrooms aren't like this, right? These are these are the thoughts that you might have, but not necessarily experiences say okay
1: no the production value is much better than Uh, yeah
0: yeah, an eighth of mushrooms is, is much better production value.
1: Um, So yeah,
0: so we're talking Son of Dracula today. But uh, before we get into that, Newt, uh, do you want to tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself? What you got cooking?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I work for Screenwave Media. You can find me on um, Hack the Movies, uh, which is with that guy who's less talented me than Tony.
0: But he's very famous, I heard.
1: <laughs> he says that he's very famous. Yes, he does. <laughs> He tells anyone who will listen to him that he's very famous. Um, (laughs) You guys have both been on the show. Uh, Sean, you, I see you every day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Talking
0: about tapes, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, yes, we do talking about tapes and then we have a bunch of, I have a bunch of film projects in the works and, uh, Joe, you've worked on a ton of stuff with me. So, you know, we we have a little incestuous relationship of us here. We all work on each other's stuff and Oh yeah. Yeah. This is the first time I get to be on Movie Dumpster though. <laughs> it's it's quite a it's quite a uh, occasion as well. you are talking about such a famous movie that everyone <laughs> This is going to get so many hits. You have no idea.
0: <laughs> Everybody's going to listen to this fucking episode.
1: Exactly. But uh but
0: yeah, so <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the production of this movie before we get into the nitty-gritty of it. Um, so the Beatles break up in 1970. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Paul McCartney has his, has a lucrative career. George Harrison has a lucrative career. John Lennon has a lucrative career. I see where you're going with this. And, you know, Ringo Starr's kind of just like,
1: hmm, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> Then you're underscoring his work on the Shining Time Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well we see the uh, Mr. Conductor, right? So, which I will not stand by on the I'll leave this fucking show. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> you guys downplay the shiny time station. Like Was that before or after George Carlin? That was uh I wanna say it was after. Was it? get can- man
0: I can only remember George Carlin as Mr. Conductor when I was a kid.
1: I remember uh babysitting like my, somebody in like 1997 and he was on it so i i don't know Oh, maybe it was like a ladder thing. I don't know. Well, I would have to imagine it was probably after because remember Carlin, when he went through that
0: phase where he was like, yeah, I'm not going to be straight laced anymore. I would find it hard to believe he was doing that show anymore.
1: Well, it's pretty unstraight laced though. You're like, yo, like I'm going to do all this crazy stuff, but I'm also going to do the shiny time station because that's, right, <laughs> you, you wouldn't <laughs> expect that, you know?
0: I think, but George Carlin was always a dirty comedian, like forever. What? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, forever in the context of our lives. But I've read about it before, where in the beginning of his career, he was this like really like like I said, squeaky clean guy that wore like a suit and he told really clean jokes, and then one day he was like. I don't want to be this guy. Like, he was making good money, but he changed his whole act, and then he's pretty much what we know him as the rest of his career, and that's what got him superstardom.
1: So I guess that was like his, like, when Garth Brooks became Chris Gaines. Like, he didn't <laughs> want to be that anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, but that but that must have been like the 60s right or the 70s? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's why I'm saying our whole life and then some. Yeah, because I because I remember watching the show like in the 90s as a young as a young lad. Oh sure, sure. And then
1: wasn't Alec Baldwin in the movie? There was a movie? They made a movie and Alec Baldwin played that character.
0: <laughs> Should have been Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, right. Man just Daniel, he's just fucking <laughs> dolphin around, dolphin diving around.
1: Welcome to Shining Time Station, bitch. Unless it was when he became all like super religious.
0: Oh, that's Steven. That's Steven.
1: (laughs) Oh, Steven Baldwin. Okay.
0: Yeah, there was a video Vic Berger put out years ago of him, like, jamming out to Evanescence's Wake Me Up Inside, doing, like, Bible, uh, like, praying. It's a weird video. Look it up.
1: Every time I see, every time I hear that song, obviously it was in Daredevil. But I used to have this little theater in Pittman, New Jersey, which is this like super religious town. And the town like closes at seven o'clock. Like they put the the Matic dome over it, you know, like a- <laughs> so. If you didn't, if you needed anything, like you needed gas or something like that, you had to get it like way ahead of time. So it used to be a gas station just outside of town, and I'm filling up. And this like old man um was like moving to that song like it was his favorite song in the world. <laughs> and I felt bad because I've never been that as excited about anything as that old man was about Evanescence's bring me to life. And I was like, good for him.
0: Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Living his best life. Getting some gas, fucking hitting the groove, man. Yeah.
1: But but yeah, so
0: so the Beatles break up, uh, everybody goes and does their thing, and Ringo's like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking uh do some movies. What do you think? And he does. Uh, he makes a fucking... He, like, he like directs some shit. He directs, like, a T-Rex documentary or some shit. Um, or a, or he shoots, like, a concert or something. Oh, is that why they play T-Rex in the beginning? Yeah, but, like, T-Rex is only in this movie for, like, a second.
1: Yeah, a lot of these guys are just in the movie for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, he called in everybody to do a fucking favor. But imagine, imagine that, like... Imagine if a movie came out today that has... All of the most like famous musicians just doing favors for each other, but no one knew the movie existed. Right.
0: I I was having the same thought earlier, Newt. It it would be impossible.
1: Yeah. Like Beyonce is like, hey, uh, you know, Billie Eilish and some other people, I'm going to make a movie where I'm playing the the queen of the vampires and you guys are going to all come be in it. Everybody in the world would talk about that, even if it was as bad as this movie. But this I didn't know this movie existed until 2011. But I knew this soundtrack when I was a kid. Sure.
0: I had never heard of it or heard about the soundtrack, and you told me about it. I was like, holy shit, man, we got to talk about this. <laughs> um, I actually picked up the soundtrack, which is awesome. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. But, uh, but um, but yeah, so, so Ringo fucking teams up with Harry Nilsson. Now, Harry, the, the Beatles just break up. Harry Nilsson is just breaking out. I think he's got two, like... Uh, big albums his second album that just came out and for whatever reasons Ringo's just like okay I'm gonna this is gonna be uh you know our new our new movie that we're gonna make we're gonna make a fucking rock and roll Dracula movie even though he's not Dracula he's the son of Dracula countdown countdown, countdown. I could not believe that when they said as,
1: it. A, as a man who's made his bones uh making uh, extremely low-hanging fruit puns I <laughs> just kissed that when I heard it the first <laughs> time
0: it's but it's d-o-w-n-e yeah no. so they make
1: this fucking movie and no uh it gets like short theatrical release um but yeah they couldn't get nobody wanted it so it never got a home video release which probably also wouldn't have it would have never come to like dvd or blu-ray because of the rights issues with the music and whatnot so apple had to create not apple computers apple records had to basically create a film arm to put it out into theatrical screenings because nobody wanted this movie.
0: Apple Films, yeah. For just this film apparently. <laughs> Incredible logo by the way. I just wanted to point that out. It's like this fucking literal apple floating in space. That intro is so good too. I love it. But yeah, it, you know, this this fucking movie premieres like uh and and it's got a beetle attached to it. And but for whatever reason like they had a they had they had the uh the premiere and like Apparently it did well, but it was only in theaters for, like, a couple weeks, and then they fucking pulled it. There's a whole thing I was reading where, like, they redubbed most of the movie and then shelved it. Like, they played it in the theaters, came out of theaters, then they redubbed most of the movie to... Fixed the story, quote unquote, and then ended up shelving it because nobody wanted to buy it again. So they were just like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever, put it on the shelf." It's the equivalent of like that fam that Family Guy sketch with the beetle when when Ringo runs in and writes a song and they hang it on the fucking refrigerator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, but the plan also was to have uh Douglas Adams and one of the Monty Python guys to basically rewrite the script and they would do like a dub version of it and put it out, but it never happened and to try to make it a comedy. And I was like, that's for 1974. That's pretty good. But I also, I guess, what's up? Tiger Lily did that the Woody Allen movie. So, but it's still a cool idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. Apparently it's like they did it like it's a thing. It's just not released. They just shelved it which is bonkers to me that 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 also that version of the film exists in some capacity that we'll (laughs) never see. (laughs) But this had to have been this was recorded. I mean, it's on 35. I would imagine 35 millimeter. But somebody fucking put it on a tape at some point. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uploaded it to YouTube. Yeah. At some point in the late 70s or early 80s, somebody had a film print of this fucking movie and and put it onto VHS because that is how we have a copy uh, for the masses to see the bootleg version
1: with the terrible skipping and the, and the <laughs> tracking issues. And it's great. It's like the only way to see it too. Right. <laughs>
0: I-, I love how there's literally a segment in the beginning of this YouTube rip uh, where there's like two or three seconds. I don't know what's happening because there's just blue screen. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it, but there's a lot of, there's like stretches of this movie. You cannot fucking see a thing.
1: Oh. I thought I was watching Alien versus Predator Requiem for a minute.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about Home Sweet Home. I was looking for Body by Jake to jump oh, out God. at us. Same thing, dude. Yeah, he's just lurking in the woods, and it's supposed to be scary, but you can't even fucking see him.
1: Well, he could have been the werewolf who just appears from out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, all that PCP turned him into a werewolf.
1: <laughs> I buy it. He grew his hair out, dude. <laughs> what the 70s man I don't well
0: know. yeah this is true yeah so uh so d- uh, this is directed by freddie francis okay and he directed a bunch of hammer and amicus films yes yeah he did nightmare and hysteria evil of frankenstein and the uh, original tales from the crypt
1: it definitely has that feel of someone who worked in the british uh exploitation world basically but he also is an Academy Award winning cinematographer for like right? real ass movies. Not that those movies aren't real, but like Dune. <laughs> yeah.
0: The elephant he's a cinematographer, Dune, and the Elephant Man and the fucking Cape Fury. Even the man works with Scorsese. Re-
1: return, to, return to Oz and Glory yeah. and yep. it's crazy. He worked for uh, his last movie was with David Lynch. He did um uh, uh Straight Story.
0: Yes, yep. He f- and he fucking directed Dark Tower. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yep. The haunted office building movie from the '80s. Great shit, dude. Michael Moriarty, Jenny Gutter. good stuff. Oh, also has MD alumni uh, Kevin McCarthy's in that movie too. Oh, (laughs) Oh, nice. Is he a zombie again? Uh, who knows? We maybe we should cover it and find out. (laughs) I've never seen it, so sign me up. So, uh, so yeah, so Harry Nilsson, they like Ringo picked Harry Nilsson because he was like riding high on his first two albums, and um. He's like, oh, he's a handsome guy. Let's fix his teeth because I paid for it and we're going to put him in this movie. And they're like, okay, let's do it.
1: They wanted Bowie originally. Really? Bowie fucking
0: was like, nope, I'm going to go do The Hunger, dude.
1: Exactly. Uh, Because Bowie was on the the record label at the time and they were like, we'd really prefer him. But uh, Son of Schnielsen album had a lot of the same... uh, motifs that they were going to do for this movie so they just picked harry nielsen instead which you know one of the greatest singer songwriters of all time yeah i don't care what anybody says i fucking love the popeye movie so
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's it's not great but i can't say i hate it i grew up with it look harry nelson is inarguably one of uh, uh, one of the greatest musicians of our time Mm -hmm. but he's definitely not one of the greatest actors No, no no
1: He's better than Ringo, though. Ringo is. uh, Oh, yeah. Ringo's playing Merlin the Magician. And in my version of this story, he's playing the same Merlin from the Mexican Santa Claus movie.
0: Yes, that's what I was thinking of the whole time. (laughs) Even the fucking observatory looks like that. I'm like, what the fuck is this?
1: Santa Claus versus the devil. uh, This is all about like nocturnal creatures. I could see. Yeah. It's it's the the, the Harry Nielsen cinematic universe. Yeah.
0: It's the MDU, baby. It it, it all (laughs) happens here. All in the movie dumpster universe.
1: It's, I mean, Goodfellas is part of that because Jump Into the Fire is in there, and yeah. I can see that all working together.
0: <laughs> just one last aside. Um, Harry Nilsson, just because I just thought this was a funny little sidebar. like Harry Nilsson and John Lennon got kicked out of the fucking Troubadour Club for getting <laughs> drunk as shit and heckling this band? And fucking Pam Greer was there, too, like, just by proxy, like, to the side. And she gets kicked out with them. I just thought that was such a funny fucking story, man. I had to bring that up.
1: Have you guys seen the show that's on HBO Um, that's called Tales from the Tour Bus? No. No. Take a look at it. It's Mike Judge. I just started watching it. It apparently was on in, like, 2018, but they just brought it back, like, last year. Mike Judge made this entire documentary. The first part of it is all about... Uh, like Jerry Lee Lewis and, and and country music and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, man, yeah. The second part is all about funk. So it goes from Rick James to Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, to man. Print. It's fucking amazing. It's all the people who knew them telling stories about them, but they're animated.
0: Oh, I got to see this, dude.
1: It's incredible. It's Because uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with funk music. I always oh, have been. Yeah.
0: Parliament's fucking amazing.
1: It's so good. Yeah, Parliament didn't have any uh he didn't have any furniture at his house. He just had those giant stuffed animals you can win at uh carnivals. George Clinton? Yes. He he took
0: the fucking <laughs> elephant.
1: He 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 stopped smoking crack for one whole tour cuz he needed it to go well. So he had this crack rock that was like the size of a large like rock and it was his good luck rock and he just kept it with him the entire tour. <laughs> The tour was over. He decided to smoke it and accidentally set the hotel (laughs) on fire.
0: Oh my God. I need to fucking see this shit, dude. I'm just picturing him like Sanka from fucking Cool Runnings, like rubbing it in his pocket for good luck. Oh my God.
1: Glory hella stupid. Rick James saw Kiss and he's like, well black people should have a kiss too. So he set out to find whoever did the pyrotechnics and all that, but they couldn't get anybody. So they had some dude who was like a carny and he, well, Rick James would basically catch on fire every night until they figured it
0: out. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, that's amazing. So, so yeah. So like new mentioned before uh, this, this was a soundtrack and, uh, the song Daybreak gets in the top 40 hits, like, of 1972, or 1974, rather, um, oh, and I said that at the beginning, because this fucking movie wraps up, just sidebar again, this movie wraps up in 72 and gets shelved for another two fucking years before it comes out, right, so, so that's why, so it's done in 72, and then it doesn't get released till 74, but, um, yeah, the soundtrack gets released, and it's fucking awesome, dude. I had to get this LP. Now, I had never heard it until Newt was telling me about it, and it's a great album. I mean, it's fucking Harry Nilsson. It's a great album. But the cover opens, like, it's Harry Nilsson on the cover as Dra- as Son of Dracula, and it opens, like, his cape, and then inside there's, you know, it reminded me a lot of, like, uh, the Bonzo Dog Band uh, yeah. LPs where it mm-hmm. had, like, all that gimmicky shit in there and, like, the, the collage of, like, characters and stuff. And um, it also comes with an iron-on transfer uh, that I will be digitizing and we will be <laughs> releasing in the Movie Dumpster merch store <laughs> because it's awesome.
1: I got it without the the iron-on transfer, but I have that same one that you have. I found it at a, uh, uh, at a farmer's market, and I was like, this is amazing. And obviously, I have the theatrical poster for this yes. movie framed in my kitchen, and that's probably the hardest poster I've ever had to find because no— so few of them exist, so when I finally tracked it down from a guy, I was like, this is great, because I have a Dracula kitchen, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome, dude. There's, like, there's, like, the the, the, tag, the tagline is called, is bite it. hmm But, I mean, was that part of the marketing? Because, like, it has nothing to do, like, there is no, like, uh, catchphrase or anything in the movie or anything like that, but it's all over the fucking poster. On the on the transfer, it says bite it, like, huge on the bottom. <laughs>
1: Uh, look, I don't think a lot of thought would be this <laughs> entire production if if, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, uh once we got past Ringo going, Oh, we're gonna have Hallie Nielsen and he's gonna play the son of Dracula and they're gonna be like, All right, he's, whatever. He's gonna
0: dude. play the piano, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get John Bonham and Keith Moon to come in and, and play the drums <laughs> for a second. Peter Frampton
1: will be there like let him do what he wants
0: <laughs> well Ringo's I, again the Beatles just broke up he's got he's like a fucking billionaire dude doing whatever the fuck he wants like eh,
1: I'll just keep throwing money at it until it comes out but that's my favorite part about it it was just because wouldn't you do that like sure same dumpster became like the biggest thing and then you guys decide to stop and you're like well I love hammer movies and yeah. Dracula and Frankenstein I'm just gonna go make my own with my friend <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would do that. And yeah. if nobody yeah. sees it, you know. Arguably
0: better than this, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean it is the goal, so we'll see what happens. What if that what if what we saw was their vision though? Oh, Who man. Are we to <laughs> question their art? Wow, that's true. <laughs> they spent they spent a couple
0: million dollars to fucking make it make a make a uh, uh an in joke that they can watch a party <laughs> together?
1: Probably. Yeah, because one of the stories was Harry Nielsen brought it to like a Beatles thing and ran it, and nobody showed up. <laughs> didn't you tell me a fucking story where Ringo had was on like a radio show and promoted it? So the, the nobody, all oh, right, yeah. So, uh, so this movie I didn't hear about it until Exum Films in Philly did a uh, a lost movie festival, and they showed a bunch of movies like uh, um, Andy Milligan's Blood, which yeah. is so fucking funny. Oh, dude, Milligan's and- great. Skate Town USA, which has like a million people in it. I think I was explaining that to Sean that, like, uh, fucking uh, Patrick Swayze plays like the tough guy. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So this movie played, and before it, there was a film historian there who basically said that nobody wanted the movie. So they had to keep like, payola uh, you know, movie theaters to show it. So Ringo went on, like, an Atlanta morning radio show, and he's like, oh, we're gonna be showing this movie, and rumor has it three of my old friends are gonna be there. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, basically, insinuating that the Beatles were gonna get back together. So the governor of Atlanta, of, uh, uh, you know, they had to call out the National Guard. Oh, my God. And then they were like, it literally was just three friends of Ringo that showed up, and I'm like... <laughs> God fucking bless you.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you do that though? I would totally use the fucking
1: Beatles leverage. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat.
0: So fuck me, man. All right, let's get into this uh unique vision, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Newt, if you'd like to plot crunch this real quick for
1: us. Uh yeah, so um Dracula, like Dracula looks like uh a guy wearing he looks like the Nosferatu Dracula, but, like, if you got it at, like, Rite Aid and it's the last <laughs> costume available.
0: And he was, like, a, he was, like, the hamburger vampire that ate a lot of fast food because he's, like, 500 pounds.
1: Exactly. And it's, like, yeah. So he gets stabbed by a mysterious figure and um he's dead. And then they find out that his wife was having a baby and Ringo is Merlin the Magician because, you know, Merlin the Magician and Dracula <laughs> always go together. And that his son is destined to uh, to become the head, the Lord of the underworld, not the fucking band from that South Park episode. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they're getting everything ready. And, and it's like 20 something years. Well, we don't know how many years later. He's he's a vampire. So it's probably a couple hundred years. And um he's coming back to his like uh coronation.
0: So yeah, yeah. Basically Dracula it, Dracula is destined to take the throne and every and he doesn't want to do it because he's like, Oh, I uh I found love or something, and then and then the movie happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then the movie just happens. He goes like to the, the world like the the hall of the occult where he just walks by like the, the Gorgon woman. Yeah and <laughs> Frankenstein's monster who's just fucking chilling out. And then the exact werewolf that he just saw who's still bleeding. (laughs) One of Dracula's just like, I'm sure that's fine. This is England, you know. <laughs> oh, my
0: God, dude. Uh, we opened up in the 1800s and fucking, uh, yeah, it's pretty neat, though, because, like, there's this POV shot, like you were saying, and it's like it's like going through Dracula's castle, and there's, like, this midget there, and he's like, come on, he's over, he's this way, or whatever. Yeah, a little person playing Igor with this really weird haircut. Well, not a haircut, but receding hairline.
1: He's teeny gore.
0: <laughs> he's apparently immortal, also, as we come to find out. Well, there's a there's a lot of weird shit in this movie because, like, again, like, 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 nude said, fucking Dracula is this gigantic bald man, and he's fucking cool. He's got these long ass like coffin Joe fucking fingernails, and he's got these big teeth and shit. He actually looks like the vampire from, um, well, like a dime store version of the vampire from uh, the Tales from the Dark Side episode, the circus with, uh, oh yeah, do you remember that? mm-hmm with what's his face oh, man i can't remember uh hackstrom sean who was it again oh william hickey oh yeah Okay. yeah, yeah. great episode uh except William Hickey's false teeth in that they're like falling out of his <laughs> mouth when he's fucking trying to act anyway <laughs> yeah it's like a v- it's like a POV shot of this person attacking Dracula with like a cross and shit and this is where on uh, even on YouTube because like we said a uh, VHS copy literally got uploaded it skipped so you missed like three <laughs> seconds of the action I'm sure,
1: and I'm sure that it was all extremely important plot points that would oh, make yeah. the-, the movie make sense
0: <laughs> Ex- absolutely 110 <laughs> percent all that dialogue was squeezed in there yeah we need we need that uh we need that blu-ray copy to fully restore the the <laughs> glory of this film i'm sure vinegar syndrome is going to do it at some point if they can get their hands on yeah it.
1: we'll get the rights from cinemation industries or whatever that company, <laughs> Obviously, company is the yeah. beginning of the whatever dummy fucking company that was the sci-fi opening <laughs> Apple films.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, his wife is pregnant. So Dracula had a, has this hot wife that's just in a coffin, and she's pregnant?
1: Question mark. But she's not. She's not a vampire. No, and no one else who works for Dracula knew that she was pregnant.
0: Yeah, except Brian, who's. <laughs> after Dracula dies Brian's like oh come in here Merlin there's the 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 bride of Dracula's in here and she's pregnant <laughs> and this fucking guy Brian I thought it was a different character later but he becomes young somehow did he did somebody
1: yes. what the fuck did Merlin make him young I think because like he was good like because in that scene he's like you've served uh the world of darkness well so he makes him like 70s British handsome. Yeah, oh yeah, he really does. really British, but like, you know.
0: He's dark shadow chic, dude.
1: Yeah, it's always overcast there, so it's darker. People look, I look, I'm dark and handsome, and what I mean is, when it's <laughs> dark, I'm handsome.
0: <laughs> I do also love how Igor, when Dracula's killed, is really happy about it and is dancing around, slamming on the piece. <laughs>
1: He's playing the piano and shit. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's like so fucking happy and he's just jamming on the piano. That's fucking hilarious, man.
1: I had fun because it looked like he was having fun, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. And what is the implication here? Well, I guess we could always circle back around on that, actually.
1: Well, Ringo shambles
0: out as Merlin, and he's like, I'm Merlin, I'm, I'm Lord of Time and Astrology or whatever, and I'm also uh, the keeper of uh, the Universal Monsters because I
1: am their father and they're my children. I play magic billiards, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also makes a comment later in the film, like, yeah, I told uh, King Arthur all about this and didn't believe me. He's a moron. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, dude.
1: Is Merlin the keeper of the nether realm? Because it's public domain.
0: (laughs) He's just like, he's like, yeah, Dracula. uh, Well, the son of Dracula TM is going to become the king one day of the nether realm. And you got to watch after him, Brian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then kick up that fucking Harry Nilsson because we get this long ass like driving scene in this like fucking, I don't know what Gothic Ecto
1: (laughs) one. With the, the driver from uh, Burnt Offering driving the limo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was T-Rex driving, and I'm
0: like, oh, that kind of looks like T-Rex. Is that T-Rex? And it turns out that's Brian just young. Yeah. Without this fucking bad bald cap makeup.
1: Oh, yeah. I love when he has the bald cap, too, because do you remember the, the uh, Long Branch Castle ads from the 80s? Yes, like, yes. Yeah, he looks like a guy who would, like, he would beckon you into a haunted attraction on the boardwalk, you know? They didn't bother to powder down, like, the the bald cap and stuff, so it's like Eddie Murphy at the end of uh, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, where they were like, just just go, just, it's fine.
0: Holy shit, dude, he's like, (laughs) he looks like riffraff. Yeah. (laughs) They say a hundred years later, but like Newt said earlier, like, it's really nondescript, because it's clearly like the 70s, it's not just a hundred years. Well, right, because it's the 1800s. I guess it's 100 years. I don't know. I guess if you want to get technical, it could be. Ask Ringo to do the math on that one. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, he's not not returning any of my messages. I painted him a portrait of of himself in high school, and he still hasn't responded to it.
0: (laughs) Okay. I guess before we really get deep into this, I have this bad sketch idea. Oh, my God. That's right. I forgot about that. I I just want to mention this quickly, but uh, that me and Joe kind of workshopped a few years ago when we used to work together. Because, you know... (sighs) I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. The guy obviously had a hell of a career. He is the other guy in the Beatles. Like, he's still, he's doing pretty well for himself. But I always was like, okay, my favorite Beatle. One could say that he's the ultimate tailcoat writer. Oh, he's
1: not even, he's not even the best drummer in In the Beatles. Beatles. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to throw my bone here.
1: Well, Paul, like, recorded, re-recorded some tracks or some shit. I remember that story. Well then, but hey, he's got a leg up on Pete Best, and that's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> this is Pete true. Best is the only, like, in Christianity, suicide is, and Catholicism, suicide's, like, found, frowned upon, but if Pete Best killed himself, I think if he got up there, like, whoever's running the gate would go, no, that makes sense, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but
0: all that preamble is for when I'm going to say that, yeah, he's the worst Beatle, he's the worst fucking Beetle. and uh, I always had this bit that, like, as him and Paul the only two alive, left, like, He's never gonna be over Paul. He's never gonna be more popular than Paul unless he kills him. He has to collect he has to collect the Beatle Infinity Stone, dude, the last one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or he gets the tontine when he's the last standing, you know? <laughs> oh yeah,
0: exactly. So it was just a stupid idea of like him getting taken out by the cops, like why'd you do it? Why'd you do it, Ringo? Well I've, now I'm the last Beatles, so <laughs> They'll all come to me for music and for the autographs.
1: He tells them and he experienced the beetle inning. Yeah, like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's
0: the, that's the whole sketch. It's all been part of the plan. It, it it's going well. And Paul's like, "I'm never going to die. I'm just going to turn into a British grandma." Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah, him and steven tyler have aged very bizarrely <laughs> yes well steven tyler looks like
0: i don't know what something you'd find in like the fucking insidious franchise
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god talking about insidious well, that's one jump to the conjuring which sean was just on a show uh, on
1: a hack the movies he was on hack the Movies. oh yeah that was a good episode i had fun yeah me and Newt were on there with tony well if you and i did it i think it would have been a lot more popular but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> He's the worst.
0: <laughs> Every thumbnail just needs to be your face, though, Newt. That's going to get those click-throughs, dude.
1: I, I, you know, is that or I just make them, even if, like, Crystal's not in the episode, I just make it a picture of her. I was going to do that, get, too. There you go, yeah. <laughs> to, to get the Pokemon views up, just to spite Tony, I was going to make it the sexy, bloody-covered one from the Pokemon episode <laughs> thing that we did. Oh, yeah, I, I, just, sprayed, I sprayed her with that blood. <laughs> And it's, like, she's not in the episode, but I bet you that would get views, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I What do I know about the internet? Yeah, me too. So, uh, so yeah, so, like, there's this whole long sequence where, like, uh, Brian's, like, driving Harry Nilsson around in his fucking hearse. And for whatever reason, they're going through, like, uh, a, a, a parking garage, and then there's, like, mummies on the outside of the car, and then there's like policemen looking in the car to see the corpse yeah what the fuck is going on who was like oh yeah this is okay like how did this pan out when everybody was sitting down and like all right so so the beginning of the movie right he, he he pulls in but there's like there's like mummies on the car again this was his vision <laughs> 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 this is the Ringo cut Mm-hmm. is his vision also like in the dark? There's not that many lights on right in his, in his imagination.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's Ringo. He's had a, he's had a, he's got a good life. You know, he just, look, he spent so much time in the spotlight that he's looking to move into the shadows. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um. So that, speaking of people looking to the car randomly, like some woman comes out. And it seems like she knows them at first, but then, well, she's like a she. She's a gas station attendant. They like pull up to gas up the hearse. Oh, okay.
1: Her and her like boyfriend were uh like making out. Yeah to t-rex yeah they sure were so then she runs back
0: inside and her boyfriend's dead and uh, the son of dracula's standing over him D- dude harry Nilsson cannot get down unless there's music playing like he <laughs> like to eat he has to put the record back on a t-rex and then he bites her <laughs> he wanted to hear the rest of that song i love jeepster man here we go
1: I can't. it's like when you think about it it's like you know um uh what's hugh hefner He'd been with so many women that the only way he could have sex was to like do freaky stuff. Dracula <laughs> probably eaten so many people that he's like, Look, I got my weird kinks, and it's the only way that my fangs can come out. You know,
0: <laughs> he loves music, dude. That's what gets him hard. Yeah. <laughs> so he kills both of them and then he goes back on his merry way. We cut to fucking Merlin's observatory. And again, oh, it would have
1: been better though if Merlin's like, uh, you, that you open it like Batman Forever, where he's like, Can I offer you a son <laughs> <laughs> it's a drive-through, and then he eats that girl as he's driving.
0: Yeah, Harry knows. Like, I'll just I'll get a drive-through. Thanks, Merlin. <laughs> So then like Merlin's like talking to the Baron who Baron like... von Frankenstein. Yeah. Played by Freddie Jones, dude. Did you guys, did you guys recognize this guy? Nope. Yep. He's in fucking, he play, he's uh, one of the dudes on House of Trades in Dune with the crazy fucking eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That gets captured by the Harkonnens
1: and like tortured. Right. Yeah, he, he was, I, I knew him mostly because, you know, I know Dune, but I knew him mostly from the Elephant Man.
0: Yeah, he's in that too. He's even in Firestarter and
1: Krull too. Oh, yes, he is. I just pulled up his uh, IMDb. <laughs> I see. They, he's also credited in Never Ending Story 3. And the only thing
0: I can remember from that is like that, uh, is that Jack Black is a bully in it. And that's about all I remember
1: from that. Played Jack Black in the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He saw him in that Atari Pitfall commercial. He's like, I'm going to be that kid. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.
0: Remember that? <laughs> and then Berlin's talking to fucking Frank. Now, Frankenstein... The guy, mind you. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know that Frankenstein's the guy and not the monster. But anyway... And we're not talking about John Hurt this time. For <laughs> once, we're not talking about John
1: Hurt. Well, John Hurt is part of this timeline. Yes, John Hurt went into the past, and he wrote a bunch of songs. <laughs> He was writing them with Harry Nilsson. You think? Yeah, that happened. Well, I went back to, to the
0: 1800s in Transylvania, and I wrote the uh, Daybreak song with Harry Nilsson. Ringo <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, Frankenstein's there, and he's like, he's like, he's like, oh Merlin, um, the uh, Dracula, where is he? Or the son of Dracula, where is he? He's gonna, he needs to be ordained for the Netherworld King or whatever, because we can't do whatever without our king <laughs> or our lord. And Merlin's like, it has to be the precise moment that he that he takes the crown and puts it on his head. I've calculated it for thousands of millennia, but I uh, still don't know what time it is.
1: He's goodwill hunting the room. Like he's got this- to- <laughs> elaborate math problem behind him you know <laughs> solve for
0: x dude because nobody knows what not even merlin knows what that caveat is in this whole plan it
1: goes into the uh, dracula versus frankenstein world where there's like the mad scientist who has to like figure out when the comet's coming to bring frankenstein's monster back to life and right
0: right <laughs> that's basically it's like it's just astrology poppycock and they fucking milk the shit out of this plot point because whenever Merlin appears that's all he fucking talks about. Ringo just goes on and on and on about this specific se- singular point uh, of time where he needs to put this crown on and or get an operation which we'll get to. Well they
1: go like okay, so imagine they sit down they're like okay, well Harry Nilsson's going to play Dracula's son I'm going to play Merlin the Magician. There's going to be a Baron Frankenstein. There's going to be a Van Helsing. There's going to be all these things. Oh, cool. Okay, we'll go write the script. And then they sat down they went, oh, no. Like, what? Uh, there's going to be a math problem. And, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. How,
0: are, how are we going to? I don't know. Wait a second. Ringo said he wants them
1: as his kids. Merlin's kids is, is Dracula. Everyone in the netherworld is like, a child of merlin
0: is merlin fucking a bunch of demon chicks is that what's going on well it was ringo yeah (laughs) maybe (laughs) well he's hanging out with fucking Petey wheatstraw man
1: oh yeah yeah he's like i'm gonna gonna get a little stank on my netherworld (laughs) what do you say there stank on my wizard staff let's do it Yeah, if he had a wizard staff that had a fucking ball of tinfoil at the end of it, and he made it snow in that party at the end, it would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Petey gave him his fucking pimp game, dude. He rented it to him for the weekend. Yeah.
1: When did that movie come out? That was like 76, 77? That
0: was 70. I remember it was 77 because I mentioned that it came out the same fucking year as Star Wars
1: when we reviewed it. And they're very comparable. Yes, exactly. They both set a lot of films in motion that would come after it, so I agree. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I kickstarted
0: it. You could say, yeah. <laughs> so so Harry Nelson shows up to the fucking observatory. So oh, well, let me preface that with the fact that like Frankenstein is all pissed off because, spoilers, he doesn't want Dracula to become the king of the netherworld. He wants to be the king. But nobody really knows what the king of the netherworld does per se because they've been out without one for a hundred years since Dracula.
1: And they've been doing, and they've clearly been doing okay without one. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a ceremonial, you know. It's like being the getting the key to the city or something like that. It doesn't actually mean anything.
0: It's like a status symbol. That's literally it. Uh, because Fra- like, look, for sake of uh, the convoluted nature of this movie, I'm just going to come out with it right now. Frankenstein is the conspirator of this movie who had who killed fucking the original Dracula. Yeah. Now, my whole thing was like, why didn't he just become?
1: King at that point because then the movie wouldn't happen, Joe.
0: Oh, all right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because Son of Dracula <laughs> TM wouldn't happen. I gotcha. But talking about there being an empty throne for a hundred years, when uh, you know, Son of Dracula, as we come to find out, like we said, is named actually Countdown. <laughs> which every time I type that in my notes, my phone's like, "Did you mean Countdown as in one word?" I'm like, "No."
1: No, well, I meant this. I'm talking about Son of Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a funny joke. Like.
0: Yeah, like, Countdown-like music? That, yeah, hilarious.
1: Oh, they were probably so fucking high, and they were just like, this, this shit is the truth, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> People are gonna love this. They're gonna lose it in the theaters.
1: One day, some fucking assholes are gonna talk about it on a podcast. What's a podcast, don't worry? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And John Hurt's like, don't worry, I'll tell you all about it. Let's do another one.
1: John Hurt created it in the past. <laughs> Him and Raul Julia did it. I just followed in the footsteps. <laughs> he
0: yells the ball when they bring in the American tequila. They're like, what's tequila? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what well, if it was like Count Ment- Metronome or something? I don't know. Anything. How about just Dracula? He's not even called Count
1: Dracula. Uh, well, I mean, years, they, they missed out because Rocula came out years later and she called him Rocula.
0: With fucking, what's his face? Uh, Dean. Um...
1: Dude from the ski school movies or ski. Yeah, the, the guy from fucking. Uh, uh, uh... Uh summer camp. The fuck's his name. Was Tony Basil in that one or was she in uh the one No, she was in the one on Alcatraz.
0: Yeah, I don't think she no, she's not in summer school. Dean not Dean Kane. obviously not Dean Kane. Yeah, I, I forgot his fucking name. Anyway. Rockula, stay tuned. Uh no, I was just saying how like when they uh are walking around the castle at one point. Um, Dracula. I I keep wanting to call this guy Dracula, but it's a uh, countdown.
1: We'll just call him Dracula, it's fine. I'm just gonna call
0: him Harry Nelson, fuck it. Yeah, oh there you go. Yeah. Harry Nelson. He's looking <laughs> at the throne and he's like he's like, God, oh, these people haven't had a king for a hundred years. What a shame. And it's like who like who gives a fuck? Who cares? And it's like, where have you been? You've just been off playing music for a hundred years.
1: He was training to be Batman in that time. Oh, so it's right. <laughs> It's like when uh, fucking Alfred took over everything in Batman Begins. It was kind of a situation like that. <laughs> you get, yeah, Brian
0: was has been Brian. His fucking faithful servant. Not even credited as Brian. He's like credited as like chauffeur. That's because it's he plays two different fucking characters: the guy riff raff and the and his chauffeur. The you know the handsome dark shadows looking motherfucker later. Right.
1: But look, Ringo only had so many friends that he <laughs> yeah. called him to come be in this. Put him in the bold cap. Yeah, this dude's like, yeah. He's like you're the you're the the Walt Flanagan of this movie. You're gonna play like twelve <laughs> different characters.
0: So, uh. So, this inauguration, or this coronation, rather, has to, uh, is going to occur at this fucking occult museum.
1: Is this the same one you guys went to? I, I wish. <laughs> I actually <laughs> made that reference when we were there, and even the the vampire guy had no fucking clue this movie even existed. And I'm like, oh, when I do this with Joe, this episode's gonna go over, like, a fucking lead balloon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lead things, we're getting there. This this uh, museum at first, like... Is this part of like Frankenstein's lab, or is that two separate locations? I think this is like okay. It's weird because Van Helsing has curated this quote-unquote museum, which is literally just a laboratory that houses the Wolfman, okay, and Medusa, right, and Frankenstein, and even the corpse of Dracula.
1: Yeah, and they're all they're all in like cages. Like it's like a wax museum. They're all in cages. But if he's the if he's like in charge of the underworld and trying to keep his cover. Why are they, like they should be free range monsters and not cages? <laughs> like
0: yeah, their eggs taste better that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, twelve years monster over here. <laughs> the
0: whole time i'm watching it, i feel like we're in a uh, dr pretorius's fucking lab from bride of frankenstein
1: with the way with it's set up they tried to make it like that they really tried it's, it, it's more like dr fives dude let's be real yeah yeah, yeah true uh, so,
0: so fucking the count just uh, again talking about these long sequences of just padding like it's just harry Nilsson walking around like fucking piccadilly circus like walking to his next fucking venue to jam out <laughs>
1: The camera's shaking too when they're looking at like the Piccadilly Circus signs and stuff like that. And I was like, they had to get those shots and get the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah.
0: Before a Bobby showed up. The the fucking Frank Henelauder school of filmmaking.
1: (laughs) It was a rare American werewolf free day. So they were very happy about that.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, dude, Kessler's down the block fucking watching the porno uh, movie. (laughs) I love how they have this giant Godfather poster like behind him in this one shot. It's like, oh, hey, Marlon Brando.
1: But then they also have uh, they have like all of Harry Nielsen's albums uh, stuff in the window. Yeah. And he stops to look at it. And I was just like, okay, we I know what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> Product placement, dude. Got to get those album sales. This is like Double Dragon when they find the Double Dragon arcade machine. It's like, <laughs> this shouldn't exist
1: in this universe. They did that in Rampage as well.
0: Oh, yeah. What did they do in Rampage? They had, they had the cabinet?
1: The actual cabinet is in the uh, in, uh, Silk Specter office or something like that. Yeah, it's like in a lab or some shit. Oh, that's stupid. That
0: movie was pretty fucking
1: great. Maybe we should come back to that. That movie's better than it has any right to be. For sure. I had a great time
0: with it. <laughs> I was going to say, I never watch this movie all the way through, but it's been on the TV at my girlfriend's house because her father and her father's best friend are fans of it. But Battleship... Which this is just a piece of shit. I wonder if they ever have a fucking game in the background going on in the scene. <sighs> yeah, somebody's playing it in the fucking brig, dude. When the aliens attack,
1: <laughs> and then Tony Stark comes in to go. This guy's playing. What movie was it in the Avengers? Yeah, yeah, Gal- yeah. That guy's playing Galago over there. Uh, that's a timely reference. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: he's so he fucking you know waltzes into Club Tramp. And uh, this big boobed, redheaded lady there, I'm sure Newt was cranking it.
1: I am a big fan, big boobed, redheaded ladies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she just like starts hitting on him.
1: She's like, drink,
0: smoke, no. Well, what do you do? And then kick it up, baby, because we're fucking jamming. He goes and sits down at the piano and just starts fucking rocking and rolling vampire.
1: I I love the shot where they show the mirror and he's not there, though. I was like, that's (laughs) nice. Dude,
0: it's fun. Like, all the music scenes are fun because they're just like shitty music videos that I'm kind of into because I I really like the music. Yeah. But this is the scene that Peter Frampton's in and John Bonham for like a second.
1: Yeah. Well, John Bonham comes back again later uh, in the uh, movie as well because he's on the drums and they spend a lot more time on him in that one. I mean, you can't miss. Oh
0: no, that's Keith Moon at the towards oh, the end. Oh yes,
1: I'm, all right, I get them confused. Keith Moon is in the 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 later half. Okay. Yeah.
0: And John Bonham's the drummer for Led Zeppelin. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't know that, right? But yeah, he's in like two shots. Because I was looking for him specifically. There's like this shot where there's like three shots of whiskey and the and the camera pans up and you see his face for literally half a frame and then it that's it.
1: Oh yeah, okay, that's that part. I I've seen this movie several times, but it all just blurs together in my mind.
0: <laughs> the second one you're talking about is when they're jamming in the fucking basement of of the museum
1: yes and all the monsters are there and stuff like that yeah
0: and they definitely focus on Keith Moon quite a bit in that scene
1: uh he gets more screen time than than any
0: other musician in this movie besides (laughs) Nielsen and Ringo yep
1: Bobby Keys shows up in it a bunch of times from uh the Rolling Stones as well he gets uh yes he gets a bunch of close-ups as well in the movie
0: we get like a 30 second saxophone solo
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but Harry Nielsen's got good on screen, like, uh, Karen, he goes from like. An, a, a charisma vacuum yeah. to be in, like, fucking a, a prism of light when he's actually performing, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: As if, as long as he's singing, he's, it's okay with me, because it, it's a lot of fun to, like, watch them perform.
1: And it's all good songs, too. Yeah. There's not a single song on this that I'm just, uh, that I'm like, eh. I, I really like all of them. Oh, it's so good. I, was t- I
0: texted you the other day, I'm like, I'm fucking jamming to this while I was working. <laughs> I am a little disappointed, though, that he didn't sing his uh, classic tune, lime in the coconut <laughs> oh yeah i put the blood in the coconut and drink it all up could you imagine this film did well and then like it's one of those things where where nilson was like oh i'm gonna make like a vampire version of lime in the coconut because the you know to cash in on it
1: oh yeah he's like he's like we can get some of that sweet sweet monster mash music oh yeah on one of those fucking like halloween rock albums yeah years later michael jackson is inspired and (laughs) thriller was directly inspired by son of dracula like
0: oh well i saw son of dracula and i was like oh i really want to make that i'm gonna make thriller
1: (laughs) oh and ringo's like it all worked to plan it all worked he bought the fucking rights to all our music
0: (laughs) and now we're poor. Son of a bitch. We
1: could have been multi-billionaires.
0: Oh, well. just Pat's the fucking 35 millimeter copy of Son of
1: Dracula <laughs> on his shelf. But it's crazy that a 35 millimeter print of this movie is still out in the wild. Like, the one that I saw, I was like, man, where would you even go about getting something like that, you know?
0: Either the dude, either dude from Exhumed owns it, or... I guess they rented
1: it. I don't know. Could have. I've never seen it pop up anywhere. It's just one of those things. Like, there's a lot of really obscure movies that I've seen show up in places, but that one I was like, there's probably like five of those prints in the universe, you know?
0: Maybe, yeah. They have a plethora of rare shit, which is always fun to see. Mm -hmm. So this is where we go to that scene where that woman's kind of in the woods collecting flowers, and you really can't see what's happening at all. (laughs) This is a a five-minute stretch of just mostly black screen. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? She's getting stalked by a werewolf. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, we get that full moon shot in the in the howl. But she's also getting stalked by Harry Nilsson. And you're like, okay, is she gonna get you know, is he gonna get bitten or is she gonna get you know, eaten by this werewolf or whatever? She goes into this crypt. I don't even know who the fuck this is. And she like puts flowers, like lilies, on the fucking coffin. And the werewolf attacks. And Harry Nilsson comes out with his fucking pimp cane blade <laughs> and like stabs him in the fucking arm with it, and he goes running off. Well, he jumps out and goes, Doctor! <laughs> Ain't there nothing I could take? How about fucking ten inches of steel in your fucking shoulder? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god, yeah. This uh, when we when we say what happens in this movie out loud, I go, Why do I like this movie? <laughs> because it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, like we left off, I was going through a quick. Uh, she she just like pulls her her shirt down a little bit so that she can get bitten on the neck. And then that scene ends and he goes <laughs> to the whole thing again. And again, he she doesn't just up
0: like an hour later into the film. You like, who the fuck is this again?
1: Oh, yeah. oh, when she's got she's like part of the science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> she's moving bottles of Crystal Pepsi later in the yeah. movie for the reason the, the, we're we're trying to explain the plot to a movie that doesn't really have a plot. We already did it in the beginning, and that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> Things just kind of have to happen from this point, and uh, like, and then later on, um, you know, Van Helsing is in a wheelchair, in like uh, he's dressed like uh, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio in Django Unchained. Yeah. He looks like uh, <laughs> fucking Doctor Moreau, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Countdown meets Amber, who he falls in love with. Yeah. Kind
0: of suddenly, though. Well, Amber falls in love with him, and then he's like, okay, I guess I won't be a vampire anymore.
1: 40 minutes into the movie, she shows up, and she's like, hey, I'm kind of hot. And he goes, you are kind of hot. I should probably give up being a vampire. And she's like, that'd be cool. (laughs) We should have an operation. Then everybody's like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: at some point in this movie, like you just said, it changes from... You're going to be coronated as the new god of the underworld too. Well, actually, we can perform an operation to make you mortal if you want.
1: Like super like Superman too.
0: Yeah. Oh Ringo, yeah. Ringo is so <laughs> insistent. On being like, you got to be the king of the underworld, and then like turns face immediately. He's like, "Well, if that's what you want to do and become immortal, that's fine too. No
1: problem. I've only been working. I've only been working on this plan for a hundred years. Yeah. Fuck me, I guess. Yeah,
0: well, that's a fucking <laughs> blink of an eye for him, dude. That's like a New York minute for Merlin. So we, we do get in between all that. We get that second song because uh, countdown. He finds a fucking piano in the mansion that he starts jamming out on. Yeah. And he starts playing. <laughs> this is where he plays Remember for the first time yes from you've got mail (laughs) like i love the idea that this movie is completely forgotten except for in you've got mail where they play the fucking song from this album
1: tom hanks said i'm not gonna be in this movie with meg ryan unless you put this song in from this obscure 1974 movie And they're like, holy shit! We can't lose Tom Hanks.
0: I mean, he's he's the bread and butter here. Just sci- sidebar. I was sitting here watching with this this with my wife, and she she mentioned that to me, so I had to fucking bring it up because I was like dying. <laughs> but yeah, he also does sing "Remember." And, yeah, uh, it's a pretty nice song.
1: Yeah, no. The, again, the soundtrack of this movie is fucking great. Like I. I listen to these songs all the time. And again, it's got uh, Jump Into the Fire, which is just a fucking great mm. song. Oh, yeah. And was, when we saw it at the Philly event, the person I was with was like, oh, this is the song from Goodfellas. I was yeah. like, you only know this song from Goodfellas? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, I, I feel like that's a lot, how a lot of people
0: consume things, though, you know? Yeah,
1: well, we were uh, we were in Atlantic City last night, and there's a, a really popular um YouTube stream guy I was eating dinner with and um, we were having that conversation about music and I was like a lot of shit that I discovered back in the eighties and nineties was through movie uh, movie soundtracks. Yeah, me too. There's so many bands that I would have probably never found on my own had I not listened to some weird ass, you know, eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties movie soundtrack. So Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I, I, I say it's nice specifically though, because I didn't realize how much of an impact on the plot this song would have by the end of it, and then when it happens, you're like, "Oh, okay, I get it."
1: It's called foreshadowing. Again, yeah, <laughs> this was all part of Ringo's art. Yeah, his master plan. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I just want to note
0: that, like, there's like this whole sub thing where they're like, "Well, he wasn't vampirized in a in a in a normal way. He was born that way, so it right. doesn't really count." But it does. <laughs>
1: Or whatever. And that's what inspired Lady Gaga to write Born This Movie.
0: (laughs) It was Son of Dracula.
1: Doesn't she call them her little monsters? There you go. This movie inspired Lady Gaga.
0: There you go. It also inspired the Blade movie, too, to have pure-blood-born vampires somehow. This movie is so, like... Influential, I would say, right?
1: It runs deep. It does.
0: Yeah. Because Merlin, at this point is uh, talking about how, oh, I found the astronomical location. I, I don't know what it means yet, but I found it. So now we know exactly when to crown him. Uh, yeah, but then he exclaims like, oh, there's something here. And Fer- f- you know Frankenstein's like, what is it? And he's like, I don't know, but it's there. <laughs> something. Watch the rest of the movie and find out. Merlin's just fucking buying time at this <laughs> point. <laughs> he know- he's playing the long game, and he knows how it's going to end anyway. Mm-hmm. But this is when he summons his fucking black cat that transforms into, like, a beautiful black woman.
1: I I did like that a lot. I keep waiting for my cat to turn into something like that. She just keeps (laughs) uh, turning into a bigger and bigger asshole. Oh, my God.
0: The best part, though, is after this woman transforms from this cat, she walks away, and fucking Frankenstein, he's got these glasses on, and he, like, looks down them, like, staring at her ass as she walks (laughs) out the room. So so Dra- uh, excuse me not dracula Countdown, down count down how it has a dream where he's you know he sees this this woman amber that we're going to get to in a second who is van helsing's like right hand woman or whatever and he like sees her and he thinks she's beautiful and then like burns his hand on a fucking cross or something it's and all then done In
1: beautiful blue tint vision. Oh yeah, with (laughs) with some
0: Vaseline fucking fudged on the lens.
1: And him with the fangs is always so awkward looking. Yeah, okay, try to be try to be Dracula now, and it's like, like,
0: (laughs) um, Harry (laughs) Nilsson,
1: a poofy a poofy ginger haired Dracula. with a beard uh, that makes dracula versus frankenstein dracula look fucking pimp (laughs) oh yeah yeah
0: the first dracula with a beard well because he's cool man he's a son of dracula he's hip
1: well maybe this whole movie this whole movie is like everybody expects me to be what my father was but i just want to be about my music i'm not cutting my hair man yeah it's a pretty rock and roll kind of thing of like kids in the 70s they're like i'm not gonna be with my parents i'm all about the music so he's like a rebellious Dracula but he's a hundred
0: yeah I don't want I don't want to do what my dad's doing or what my dad was so I'm gonna go be a famous rock star and that means I gotta become human
1: yeah it's like well your dad was also 500 pounds dude so just don't do
0: <laughs> count burglar <love. laughs> you know countdown was eating roadies and groupies well
1: yeah it's all he really was coursing with was HPV if was, <laughs> <laughs> and cholesterol Yeah, <laughs> cholesterol problem count BMI yeah <laughs> Count corpulent. I'm sorry. There you go. We kicked it around. We 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 uh, we workshopped it and we landed. You and know? There you go. Yeah.
0: So when he has that dream, he also does have like a vision or something about when his father was killed. Um, and then he wakes up, but he's not in his coffin. He's like in a regular bed, and it's daytime, and he's like, oh shit, I gotta close these shutters.
1: I I like when he uses his foot to close the other one. Because I'm watching, and I was like, I've seen this a couple times, but I don't remember how he closes that other shutter. And then he did it, and I went, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to like,
0: I don't know what, reach out. I don't know burn his hand or some shit but this is where he like realizes that he doesn't want to be uh, a vampire anymore or or the king of the underworld or the nether realm or whatever the fuck i hope ed boone doesn't sue us anyway <laughs> and then he also has a kevin McAllister fucking uh burn in his hand it's like the cross from his dream oh yeah dude he's kindred spirits with fucking uh harry lime he, he just he has this realization that he like he wants to become human he just wants to play music and fuck this amber woman <laughs> that he just met he's gonna throw everything away for this woman he just met yeah, yeah. I, I just want to glaze over some of this shit because the way it's the a
1: thing- lot like isn't this also the plot of the Nicolas cage movie city of angels it's- yeah
0: <laughs> a little bit now that you mention it uh, with vampires yeah. with
1: vampires well angels can be vampires
0: well this is true demon to some rock and roll vampire to others
1: angels deserve to die <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what was that band called system of a down wake up system of a down count down there you they go were by the <laughs> boom it's all coming together
0: you have stitched it up there it is
1: <laughs> so then he drives over to merlin's
0: where i just assumed he was at merlin's already but i guess not and uh he's like yeah i think i want to become mortal you think you can help me out merlin and he's like well it's doable but i can't do it they arranged to have it done by like Frankenstein and Frankenstein conspires to like kill he's going to defang Dracula but that's not enough because even though he's not even though he's mortal now he's still going to have like I don't know an influence over the people or something. Well hold on he's got to get one of only two that exist on the whole planet a radioactive
1: transfer unit. I fucking love the scene with the little person and him (laughs) in the fucking the British like <laughs> sci-fi movie set yeah where they're, dressed, they're dressed like the beginning of uh, uh hell of the living dead yeah for uh, <laughs> like right. the crazies or something yeah that, that little
0: guy fucking borrowed that suit from Warwick Davis from Leprechaun <laughs> in space
1: yeah because they have
0: to at one point steal it we might as well just talk about that now yeah we might as well that's what I'm saying like we could we could skip some of the other shit because yeah. it's just you know
1: <laughs> again doesn't
0: matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so they go to steal, and like Newt said, they're in the hazmat gear, and they and this thing is ridiculous looking. It's like, okay, come on, movie. It's like literally in a tube with like radioactive gas billowing off of it,
1: <laughs> and he's rubbing, he's rubbing the tank. But before that, <laughs> like it's a nipple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How does this? I my fucking brain hurt when I was watching this because I'm like, wait a I'm second. Like,
1: hey, so the the strength of Frankenstein and a little person aren't enough, but this mummy is super strong. So they wake up a mummy, wake up, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: like Jason mummy though, yummy mummy,
1: yeah, yummy mummy. And then he he does the thing for them, like, all right, bye mummy, see you in the third act of the movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They need the mummy because what? He's like resistant against radiation (laughs) because he (laughs) takes the box and he gets and he lays down on a gurney and they push him outside. And then Frankenstein's monster, like, loads him up into the fucking van.
1: I would have given anything to be on the set when this was <laughs> made. And they're like, we're just, we're just making it up as we go. The camera's yeah. like... Uh, fuck
0: it. You know what else is hot right now? James Bond. So yeah. let's make oh Van Helsing a fucking...
1: Van Helsing has, like, a set of
0: radar in his car. <laughs> this part killed me because he's got this radar. Okay, so like Newt said, he's this guy in a wheelchair wearing, like, this... I don't know what hat. This hat you'd see him like a, a detective wearing.
1: Panama fucking jack. Yeah, pa- exactly,
0: exactly. He looks
1: like he just c- fell into like a closet of Banana Republic. He's gonna tell them that he spared no expense in creating. <laughs>
0: <iron. laughs> exactly, <laughs> but he's in this uh, James Bond car, like like you guys are saying, and he hits a couple sp- he hits a couple buttons on the console, and then literally this static screen swirls around and turns into a regular, like, video surveillance thing, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. Plan B gets on the transponder. It's time for Plan B. Go on in, boys. And dispatch the Giallo motorcycle guys.
1: Oh, yeah, the Psychomania guys <laughs> who show up out of nowhere. Oh, my God. They're the fucking Juicy Fruits from, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, those, is that the same three guys? Oh, but it looks like them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, when they're
0: like protecting Amber or whatever
1: later. Yeah, but I was like, okay, so this is the Psychomania guys, but they also remind me of Phantom of the Paradise a little bit too. Carburetors, know? man, that's what life is all about. <laughs> I love that movie so much. It's so good. I would love to talk about that at some point. Well, that was supposed to be my rental reviews episode. Oh, let's bring it back. We'll do it for one of the one of the shows. We got to do it. Should James and I were talking about it. I got him to watch it and then the show got canceled and he's like oh i guess we're not doing that then remember then the fucking cinema snob beat us to it because i told him to watch it and i was like you bastard
0: (laughs) (laughs) fuck him he's not the only person with an opinion (laughs) (laughs) so while this was all going on basically merlin has been using the the magic chroma key to watch people have conversations So he knows that they're stealing this radioactive transfer unit.
1: You think that Merlin inspired the movie Sliver? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> He's watching everyone in that building's uh, conversations, and that had a Baldwin in it too. <laughs> it all fits together. Yeah. That's,
0: how it, that's how it works here, man. <laughs> but he he, he watches uh, Frankenstein and Igor have a conversation about how they're going to use the unit to basically kill Dracula and, and act like a malfunction will happen. Right. So they can't be blamed for it. And then he goes and sees a conversation with Dracula and uh, Amber, where now they're, I guess, in love.
1: Yeah, sure. The
0: plot says so, so I guess so. <laughs> yeah. That's what and it the, says in the script, anyway.
1: That's what he said to her in the movie. I thought it was weird. He's like, well, the script says we're in love you know?
0: <laughs> there's a There's a lot of scenes of Harry Nil like somebody asked Harry Nilsson a question, he's like, I don't have the words to— describe what I'm feeling right now so I'll tell you later and they're like (laughs) okay he has another concert somewhere in here after he's he's having okay he's having dinner with Amber in this like shag room with this fucking like car this uh couch that's encircling them that's
1: awesome I wish my living room looked like that
0: and she's like are you ready for your concert tonight he's like Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And then, like, a minute later, she's like, so you have that show today? He's like, oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> she's like, thanks, I'm that beautiful? Thanks.
1: What are you thinking about? I don't know, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. I was thinking about if Keith Moon or John Bonham's going to be downstairs. <laughs> Hey, has anybody seen Peter Frampton? I asked him to come tonight, too. Oh, he's in the other room coming alive. Yeah. (laughs) Like Frankenstein's monster. Like Frankenstein's monster. monster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then he goes to play this show, and this is where we get that Keith Moon solo in there. They focus on him a bunch, and Peter Frampton's there. I don't think Peter Frampton's in this scene. He might be. There's another guitarist fo- uh, featured. I couldn't figure out who it was. I thought it might have been Peter Frampton, but if not, I'm not sure. It's a bassist. Oh, okay. Uh, but this, this scene goes on for a while because he plays two songs. Um, they break it up with a quick scene of Amber basically walking into the other room, and then they go to the next song. Yeah, and it's just, it's just like two music videos back-to-back with like a middle... Whatever.
1: That's what the movie like. They could have made this movie like it's it's Dracula is putting on a rock show.
0: Yes, they could have made it like the song
1: remains the same
0: or something.
1: Exactly. But no, they did this whole convoluted fucking radioactive uh, uh, <laughs> thing, and, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a, a an operation to a song that was arguably made more famous by Celine Dion. Which yes, put all together, you know, right. <laughs>
0: So Frankenstein ends up coming back to the fucking museum and he, he finds out that like Van Helsing is going to do the fucking, uh, uh, operation, uh, for, for, uh, the count because like he knows that he's going to be sabotaged by Frankenstein. Right. They even show a scene when he's escaping with the, uh, unit, they get pulled over by the cops and, uh, you find out it's part of that plan B and Van Helsing's car is, like, pulled up behind the bus and they have kidnapped the monster. Yeah, Br- British t 1000s there, yeah. <laughs> and Van Helsing's like, everything's going according to plan.
1: Have you seen this boy?
0: <laughs> the Galleria. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Wolfie's fine, but Frankenstein. Frankenstein's pissed because he's like, you know, nothing's in his control anymore. So he goes to like the council and and starts complaining.
1: Which is great because everybody's just fart fog.
0: Yeah, it's it. it <laughs>
1: It's haunted house fog. It's it's also lit sort of like uh, uh, Mr. Hand's head in Galaxy of, of Terror. Yes. Uh, where like, it's like that fog, but it's got a tint to it, and it's like good enough. That's the council.
0: Oh, it's great. It's just like, well, we couldn't get any extras on the set today, so the council <laughs> of mist. Yeah, and he's like yelling. He's like, yeah, he's like, Count Dawn, he's going to become mortal, and then, you know, who's going to be king? Who's going to be king, huh? And then he like pauses, and he's like, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk about this defanging scene real quick because it's just like, you know, this Donald Pleasant's ass motherfucker in a wheelchair <laughs> ripping <laughs> ripping out uh the count's uh fangs. Like, fuck, he goes full Deacon Frost on this fucking guy. And he's like, oh, here you go. Here's a shot of blood. You're going to be human tomorrow morning. That's just the first phase, though, because we had to do a full fucking blood transfusion to inject you with the love from Amber.
1: He did this fucking whole sci-fi thing again, going back to Superman 2. Yeah. Maybe he goes in, like, a coffin and, like, he, they, like, do, a, like, a, a thing. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, I'm a person now.
0: Oh, like a chrysalis that turns him human? Yeah.
1: Like that kind of thing instead of doing this whole fucking uh, like operation scene, and I'm just like, what, what? You went sci-fi and fantasy up to this point, but now you want to like get the sci- you want to get the medical jargon correct. right, <laughs> and it's just this, they just repeat themselves over and over again.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I was just totally shocked. He didn't turn to a Van Helsing and go, Doctor, is there <laughs> nothing more I can take?
1: You gotta put the amber blood in my coconuts. Freddie Francis goes, look, he's going to keep trying that, and we're going to keep <laughs> cutting it out, okay? Ringo, do something about your friend.
0: That's why he has no lines in that scene, because every time he opened his mouth, he just went, Da-da!
1: They're like, just hold her hand. Just We can. We don't have to ADR or dub anything if we just focus on his hand when he keeps waking <laughs> up and yelling, Da-da! cut back to the hand the shot of their hands though reminded me of the manos episode of mystery science theater He's like what is that it's a symbol of their love well it's not staged very well, <laughs> staged
0: very well. That's, that's the scene straight up oh yeah so brian finds out that the operation is happening and he is not too happy oh man he like he gets clocked by the fucking frankenstein's monster or the where the Wolfman punches him out <laughs> and merlin like transports his cat to wake him up <laughs> right <laughs> what the I was like, what is happening, dude? And a cat licks him on the face and he wakes
1: yeah. up. Did he didn't become Catwoman? No.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, dude, yeah. He has that whole scene where he busts the fucking window down. It just says, hell here on, on the, Well, you know? he
1: well- he kills Max Shrek and <laughs> Mac Shrek was Drac. It was Nosferatu. Again, it all fits together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, this time he has to kill Frankenstein, but he f- fails at that too. Brian sucks. Yeah, Brian sucks real bad. I mean, I guess he, I guess he raised an okay kid, but that's <laughs> about.
1: Is he like Merlin? He's like Merlin's nephew, and he like gave <laughs> his
0: job, you know. Merlin keeps giving him, like, everlasting life. Like, he makes him young again until he gets old and then reads him up.
1: Merlin's, like, the uncle who has, like, a a successful drywalling company. And (laughs) his nephew is, like, kind of a fuck-up. And he's, like, in and out of rehab and stuff. So he gives him a job. And then, like, Brian, like, steals tools from the work site and stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Question, Sean. Where does where does Merlin uh, Ringo's Merlin fit into the pantheon of the movie dumpster universe? Is it is he the other blue wizard like that always is there whereas Richard Harris is kind of there sometimes? I don't think he fits into that subsect of uh wizards per se. I think he's literal Merlin, but he's like I think of like Zaphod Beeblebrox from fucking like uh Hitchhiker's Guide where he's just this chaotic <laughs> ball of energy in like a <laughs> ship just going across the universe just fucking things up repeatedly. Yes, he he controls cosmos astrology but he's like a fuck up like he doesn't do anything productive he's just doing his own thing and he's just a weirdo and maybe sometimes he does the right thing maybe he doesn't but at the end of the day it's all for whatever agenda he has because he's a wizard he doesn't care about what happens with our little puny lives all for not that's exactly i mean that's the plot of this film he doesn't really care what happens at all he's just kind of rolls with it
1: the other wizards see merlin come they're like ah this fucking guy (laughs)
0: hey merlin get your fucking hands off my chicken (laughs) And you thought we were chaotic. I just came over because I wanted to hang out. I wanted to watch the Cubs game. You don't want to see Merlin on acid. You know, we were joking. It was like on acid watching it. But, you know, when he hits, when he drops a little bit of that stuff, then that's when the real bad stuff happens. Oh, that's when the party starts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want my goddamn palm red. Would you shut the fuck up?
1: I got to believe that fucking Ringo was stone sober while making this movie, though, because he's like, this is going to be my magnum. (laughs) This is going to be the thing that... You know the White Album that was that <laughs> this is the fucking truth right here you know this will
0: outshine living in the water with an octopus this will be better oh yeah under the sea with an, in an octopus's garden is where this is fucking movie goes yeah it's
1: gonna be studied and talked about <laughs> like <laughs> yeah there's
0: gonna be a commentary track by a
1: film historian
0: <laughs> so then Brian saves Amber because she's getting attacked by all these monsters they're just like a t- accosting her in a hallway yeah now we have like a a, a horde of the blind dead, like budget blind dead, they're like zombies or something. Oh well, we did forget one scene that would definitely never happen today where they have this uh the one concert where oh, yeah. we, all the uh <laughs> minions of hell are there and these fucking Ku Klux Klan uh guys walk in. Dude, the Ku Klux Klan is there, Confucius is there. I couldn't believe it when they walked in. It's a weird party.
1: What were they doing there? It's like the heaven scene in uh Exorcist Three. There's just a bunch of random shit going on. Somebody went, was this all planned? And the director went, yeah, <laughs> it sure was.
0: <laughs> it's almost like they just asked all their friends, hey, think of the most offensive thing you can wear and we're going to have like a party, but it's really for this movie we're shooting. So a couple of guys were like, hey, what about this? Perfect.
1: <laughs> well, they are the world, the Lords of the underworld and technically right. the underworld is like the bad guy. So that would make sense. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, uh, it totally fit, but it just caught me really off guard. <laughs> so so this this blood transfusion is a success and dra- uh god damn it i keep saying dracula harry nelson gets up and this is the part where they play i can't live uh if living yeah. is without you yeah i can't live without you yeah uh you know the song so he gets up and he's like oh he's like he's like he's like van helsing i gotta go out there i gotta tell him that i'm not gonna be their king and he's like are you fucking crazy all right, go ahead. Go do it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, we've just done that a while ago. He'll go, hey, I know you're all waiting for a king of the underworld. You're all fucking vicious monsters. I'm not the king of the underworld anymore. I'm just a dude. And then they tear him limb for limb. And, and Ben Helsing and all was like, oh, that was that was fucking easy. Like, why did you do this? <laughs> years ago
0: i mean that's basically what happens but then we get like the end of gremlins 2 when he fucking goes out there he's like he's like look i'm not gonna be the king uh fuck you and they're like
1: what well they all start coming out. and the thing is like the the, the costumes are really cheesy but yeah. because the film is so grainy there's also kind of a weird like dreamlike quality to them a little bit yeah like, for was sure a lot of the imagery in this scene that i kind of liked because it felt like Uh, Fulci-esque almost, like it works on a dream logic, even like when he because they all attack Countdown, and uh, Brian pulls the fucking uh, cord to the the roof, and the sun comes in through this cross, and they put a they, they just put a fucking, like, uh, they just cut a cross out of a piece of paper <laughs> and just put it over the camera. We'll pull the curtain down and we'll fry them. And everybody gets fried. And then uh, there's they just drop skeleton puppets. Yeah, oh, and it's yeah. cool, man. I like it. It's a cool shot because the ground is all foggy. Yep. There's bodies of monsters everywhere. And then periodically, like, a, a, a skeleton will, like, fall past the camera. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like. <laughs> the movie definitely could have had more of that for sure You
0: you mentioned Fulci before and I had in my notes there's like a blink and you miss a scene of that fucking uh concert we were just talking about but like fucking Dr. Freudstein is there like he's in the background
1: yes exactly He's, he was hanging out. Is this before was <laughs> before, before the little girl was born and all. So. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a
0: big painting on the wall. Yeah, I know something about a boy named Bob, but I'm not really sure where to place it. <laughs> Mom, mommy, mommy. He's just walking around this fucking place, maybe. Oh, God. They'd all be running they, the second you hear that kid's voice.
1: Hey, Yogi, I'm coming around. <laughs> Yogi Bear is a race car driver now? Like
0: Yogi, I don't know. Or Yogi Berra? Who knows?
1: Could be. I want Days of Boo Boo. It's Days of Thunder, but only using Hanna-Barbera characters. <laughs> (laughs) Didn't they do
0: that with Wacky Racists? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You said boo-boo, and now I'm thinking a baby bank from fucking Baby's Day Out in a race car chasing after these things.
1: Boo-boo! I told you how I tried to buy a dude who was a production manager on Baby's Day Out, came into the theater I used to have, and he was wearing a Baby's Day Out hat. And I offered him $200 cash American for that fucking hat. But he would not sell it to me. But he told me I could take a picture with it. So-
0: <laughs> I would love to have that too. Are you a big Baby's Day Out
1: fan? No, but I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. I'm like... Oh, yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Why would you have... like? Because I like weird... You know, you, you sure. we all like the same stuff. We like yeah. weird crap but i was like imagine that there's someone out there who has a baby's day out hat and they wore it to see episode seven in the theater you know? <laughs> okay
0: under those circumstances yeah that makes a lot of sense to me
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the the day is saved and dracula is or excuse me fucking son of dracula is now uh, a human and van helsing hypnotizes amber and so that she forgets all of the monster stuff, but only remembers Harry Nilsson and that she loves him. And then we find out that Van Helsing is dun, 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 is fucking Merlin the whole time.
1: Yep. <laughs> so stupid, but okay. What a
0: twist. Well, I had to make sure that Frankenstein came out with it in front of me because I couldn't spy on him and hold him accountable. Because he knows that I'd watch him in the shower through my magic mirror. And he does. Like, he oh. sure does. Lather up them bulls! <laughs> oh, he doesn't use a washcloth. He just puts the soap <laughs> right up his ass. Baron von Strokenstein. <laughs> I think I'll stay a little longer to see the end of the show. Crank the hogget is what they
1: the boys say. Here I go. Have I ever told you my gay rakula story? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> is that this? Is that the prequel or sequel to Sharkula? That's it's uh, it's a spiritual successor. <laughs> it's like. It's like the Annabelle films. They're in the same
0: universe. Gotcha, gotcha, Um, gotcha.
1: Yes. In 2004, uh, I had written a screenplay with this dude I used to be friends with, and uh, it got seen by a person. uh, And the person was like, well, I have these contacts out here. We should go out and pitch this. So we went out and we had a meeting at Dimension Films uh, back in the day before the Weinstein stuff all happened. So I spent a month out there, uh, hanging out in a writer's room with like when they were trying to reboot, like fucking, uh, uh, all those, remember when they re- rebooted like prom night and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. so I was there when all that stuff was in preliminary before they went, Oh, we're just going to give Halloween to Rob Zombie. It was like 2009,
0: and, right? Around there.
1: No, it
0: was 2004. Oh my God. Was it that
1: yeah, long they, ago? They this a while yeah. ago? So the guy out there who was our kind of like our rep, uh, was like, well, what do you want to do while you're here? And I was like, well, I really want to go to the new Beverly because Quentin Tarantino had just bought it. And uh, so he's like, yeah, we could do that. So we went one night and we saw Humongous and the Savage 7 as a double feature. And uh, Larry Bishop was there, Joey Bishop's son, right? He was in the Savage 7. So we went to that and they're like, well, they're doing this other one, but they're not telling people what the second movie is and i'm like okay so it was a gay porno movie called gay racula and actually the cinema snob reviewed it um and it's amazing but the movie is about the uh the marquis de suede <laughs> a guy and turns him into gay racula count gay racula and he comes back to modern day 1984 los angeles to to kill the marquis de suede and there's a bunch of dudes fucking and i'm like all right cool whatever And then uh, a dude who looks like 1984 Wayne Gretzky is uh, is like a bartender at this gay bar that's in the basement of a blood bank where dudes fuck. And I'm like, I don't think that's sanitary, but whatever, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. (laughs) So the only way to break the Marquis de Suede's uh, uh, power over him is to find true love. So he goes back to his like, hot tub in Transylvania and fucks Wayne Gretzky, not the real Wayne Gretzky, but <laughs> 1984 gay porn star Wayne Gretzky. Casey Jones, right, yes. It, it could have been Brent Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's lesser-known <laughs> brother. Uh, and then he, they're outside, and the ending of this movie made, I, I stood up and clapped in the theater uh, because the movie ends with Gayracula, the sun is coming up. Whatever will you do now? And he's like, the curse has been broken. Guess I'll work on my tan. And he smiles at the camera and winks and it freeze frames on that. And I stood up in the theater and I started clapping. (laughs) And everyone looked at me. So I was the king of the degenerates that night. And I'll (laughs) never forget that moment as long as I fucking live. And then the dude who was our rep was like, Oh, I'm really sorry I took you guys to a gay porn movie. I'm like, Why? I'll have that story for the rest of my life. And
0: seeing it on a giant screen oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) crazy as soon as it came on what it was too people started getting up and leaving and i'm like no we're in this for the long haul man
0: oh you couldn't fucking tear me from that chair
1: let's see let's see where this fucking elevator goes
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a good double bill with fucking blackula dude yeah oh
1: that'd have been a good one too
0: yeah (laughs) you know getting turned into a a dracula against your a vampire against your own will then popping
1: up in in a new decade to do whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's no succula, but we'll. Agree. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's my gay story. So I, you know, that's another one. I've always been looking for that movie poster. And I'd like, what would I even do with that? Like I have a hard enough time explaining my domicile when women come over. <laughs> you know?
0: I don't think that, I don't think one more, uh, one more of those is going to hurt, you know, the especially gay. The
1: first thing you see when you walk into my place is a massive framed cannibal Holocaust poster. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm I'm gonna die alone, and my cat's gonna eat my eyeballs. So one day you guys will go, hey, remember that guy we had on the show that one time? <laughs> yeah, Here's what fucking happened to him. He called it.
0: Look, I have a Munchie poster, poster hanging up, and I found true love. So it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> um, so we get this one final shot before the movie completely ends, and Merlin banishes Frankenstein. <laughs> Into a fucking pool ball full of, uh, red like the Wicked Witch fucking mist, and like sh- I don't know, shoots him into the fucking universe, <laughs> and he right. just like like Because We're is- in space now. <laughs> well, yeah, like a time rip opens, dude. He's got the Buchanan. That's what he fi- and He fucking throws him right out into space.
1: I thought he was doing like an extra thing where like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's like Zaphod Beeblebrooks. It's like he's got the heart of gold, but it's like whatever Merlin's equivalent to that. It's like he's just his wizard tower floating in space, fucking teleporting places. There's,
1: there's a planet Amber now.
0: Yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. Needs, Frankenstein needs to be born out of a human woman when he comes back. It's a whole thing. And John Hurt says, absolutely. <laughs> Come on in. Let's go. Do it.
1: That's exactly how it happened when I met Mary Shelley. <laughs> yes. And fucked her <laughs> a lot. At this point, like, say John Hurt, say this move, say that Frankenstein Unbound continued. And John Hurt comes into the modern Backs Into the Future and tells everyone this. They just kill him, right? Like they take him out behind <laughs> the chemical shed right. and they just fucking put him out of his misery. They're like, yo, that dude clearly has syphilis and okay. his
0: brain. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Shelley gave me syphilis. He's eternal, man. He, there is no killing him. He, he'll, he'll get. You'll shoot him, but then another one will just come back somehow. And be like,
1: <laughs> He's like a weed. You pull one, you pull one, John, Hood up, and another one springs in its place. It grows three
0: more. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Harry Nilsson goes out to Amber and holds her hand, and it, he can walk in the sunlight, and it's all happy day. And Merlin waves goodbye, and uh, credits, and and that's it.
1: And then the uh,
0: callback they play. Remember again. Yes, they
1: do. And they're like, please remember this movie. Please, please remember this movie. <laughs> remember
0: to go buy the soundtrack at your local record store down the street. <laughs> I have to guess the record did better than the movie, right? Oh, yeah. Like I said, uh, Daybreak was a top 40 hit uh, when it came out. So where are we putting this, fellas?
1: Uh, I think you got to put it on the shelf just for the, like, it's so fucking weird. You have to see it just, if, even if you're a rock music fan or a Hammer fan, like, it's one of those things, like, you know, over the weekend, I saw that sh- that a snake shit on a casino <laughs> floor, and I've never seen a snake shit before. And I'm like, isn't that fucking weird? Like, you're going to show this to somebody and it's like, it's like the isn't fucking, that Ringo Starr <laughs> yeah it's like the cow with two heads in fucking funhouse you're like look at it isn't it weird you know <laughs> yeah, for sure
0: uh yeah I, I this this is definitely on the shelf for me again like I had never fucking heard of this I haven't even heard of the soundtrack at all uh and then new you you uh you introduced me to this and I was like shit we gotta do this on the show and uh I it's now lovingly placed on the shelf with all the other weird oddball fucking movies like the like deathbed the bed that eats like shit that shouldn't even be released (laughs) but uh, somehow we have copies of them uh it's a weird lost film I think it's on YouTube if you guys want to see it uh the copy that I have isn't much better than the one on YouTube because it's always a VHS rip but I bought a, a dvd like from ebay to see if it was better uh copy fuck it why not now i gotta now i have a physical copy of
1: it i have the poster f- hanging in my <laughs> there you go dude it sits in the blackula poster and the legend of the seven uh the the what's the fucking one it's the seven golden vampires yeah or- seven yeah. golden
0: vampires yeah that's great dude yeah i uh, you know i, I, I you should definitely see this at least once. And especially if you're like a, a Harry Nilsson fan, because there's some groovy tunes in this and it's just, it's just a, it's just a weird flick that, uh, you could definitely get some laughs out of if, uh, you have some people over and you fucking light up a couple Jaybirds, J birds, hit some fucking brew boys. I mean, it's a good time for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, this is a movie I would, in most other cases say dumpster immediately. <laughs> uh, but I actually kind of like this in a weird way. Like, it's definitely one of those. Wo- the- it's definitely one of those ones that's gonna have like probably if I had to give it a star rating, like probably a two, yeah, yeah out of- I two agree. out of five, yeah. Uh, but it has entertainment value. The music's good. It's something just to behold uh, yeah. as you're watching it, just <laughs> one wacky thing after another. Um, it it's definitely shelf material for sure. You got to see this movie and it would be cool to eventually see some kind of high quality uh rip of this movie down the road. I don't know if that's ever going to be on the table. It might not ever happen.
1: Anybody who's still alive like explaining like just why. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Ringo would have to, dude. Yeah. And I I don't know who else would even cover something like this besides us. So uh there's that. <laughs> Um, that's, what that's what we're here for man <laughs> yeah and i just i just have to throw this out there uh quickly is uh you know joe you're the guy that i've known for years that uh has brought this kind of shit to me and knew you are now the other guy that is bringing <laughs> me this kind of shit like lady terminator
1: every morning every morning sean comes into the office and i i i dropped some new thing on him and he's like i've never heard of that
0: <laughs> now he's got it from both sides yeah it's
1: oh. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I I might not always like this kind of stuff but this one uh landed and you know it helps that Ringo's in there being fucking Merlin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for uh, sure. Uh flying around the universe in the MDU. Playing Magic Pool. Yeah, yeah playing Magic Pool. I want to play that. Yeah, I want to play some Magic Pool.
1: Um so yeah, new uh now where can everybody find you and what you're working on? Uh, just go to, uh, hack the movies on YouTube. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at still Newt Wallen and keep up with all the stuff that we're doing. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be making a sharkula movie soon. And I've got a fucking vampire movie that I wrote for these guys in Kansas city coming out that has Felicia Rose in it. And Dave Sheridan, uh, I wrote a, uh, haunted uh, pool toy movie for a guy in Alabama that started shooting in June called Floaters and white people they had a dimensional portal in the backyard they didn't want anymore so they built an in-ground pool over it thinking that would solve the problem and instead it just turned all the pool toys into monsters <laughs> Um, I don't do drugs but I should start uh, so yeah and then you could just find me on Hack the Movies and with Tony and with Sean and with Joe and we we do things
0: <laughs> for sure man that's awesome Oh, yeah, and speaking of Hack the Movies, make sure you go check out that Annabelle commentary track that Sean and I did with Tony. Uh, It's on our Patreon. It's on the Hack the Movies Patreon. And again, if you're signed up for one and not the other, go sign up for it. And if you're not signed up for either, sign up for both. Support your favorite shows, please. We need the money (laughs) to keep it going. (laughs) Give us that five-star review over on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. Absolutely free as well. You could do that. No money at all. And if you got the time... Drop us a few words, write us a review. That also helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums, like I always say at the end of each episode.
1: Talk about how I'm the best guest you guys have ever had. You know, this is the funniest episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, tell everybody that you want more newt, that we want you want more newt, right? That's how That's how we get famous. Exactly. <laughs> that's how we get the clicks. <laughs> but, but yeah, definitely go sign up for that Patreon. Uh, and if you missed, uh, we, we did a watch-along of Jigsaw, no, not the Tobin Bell Saw movie. the The Full Moon features '90s movie Jigsaw. Yeah, you can go, you can go rewatch that on over on the Patreon as well. Uh, because if you didn't sign up, uh, you didn't watch it live, that's for sure. So definitely go watch that uh, replay. It was a hell of a movie, let me oh, tell you. It sure was. Also, check out that ripe review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. See what we thought of that. Thanks for listening. and We always love to thank our listeners, especially our patrons, and elect- and we'd like to give a shout out to. Hunter Davenport, Brendan Lemune, The Autistic Gamer 89, Christopher, Jacob Chavez, Leonardo Roberto Talavera Barocio, Count Gorlami. Yeah! you <laughs> open up the uh, the coffin and there's just some fucking Gorgonzola there waiting for you? Oh, Gorgonzola? It's a plate of pasta. Yeah. Amanda Tweed, Joe Has a Mustache, Dustin Elkins, Nick Lowry, Serge Mario, Matt Collins, Lucio Fulci's butt, Julie Lockwood, Kyle McDonald, Nicholas Walters, Daniel Perhaps, Jacob Fonsbeck, Patrick Farmer, Tony from Hack the Movies, C.B. Smith, Arlen Harrow, John, Jennifer, Fryer, C.J. Duke, Norman Mata, Labradita Senorita Rico, Matt Lasky, Ken Smith, Dustin Connor, Dave Lake, Dave Lockwood, Brian Barrio, Russell Duvall, and Anton Rickard, thank you all so much for your support. We are going to have to start truncating this, dude. That yeah. is a lot of folks. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, we love you all so much, and thank you for for your patronages and and supporting the show. But we gotta do a little like thank you thank you patrons in general. <laughs> it's finally hit that. It might be getting uh, sent to pasture soon, but enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> You're on a lot of episodes, that's for damn sure. Yeah, you're going to get sent to pasture like Grandma in the Hug-A-Bunch. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That's Son of Dracula from 1974, directed by Freddie Francis. If you want some more good, bad, and god-awful movie goodness, head over to moviedumpsterpodcast.com and follow us on all of your favorite social media and streaming platforms. You can also head on over to our Patreon page and sign up for the 2 5 or $10 tiers for monthly exclusive content or drop by our merch store and grab yourself uh, some noncommittal swag. Yeah, and for no money at all, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to support your favorite show. I'm Joel Viscola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Newt Wallen. Thanks for visiting the dumpster.